Hi friends, welcome to the Relationship 411 podcast. I'm Jennifer, a certified life coach that specializes in relationships. I'm a mom of four awesome kids, a podcaster, world traveler, Netflix watcher, yoga doer, fashion merchandiser, and an Instagrammer. I want to help you with your relationships, mainly your relationship with yourself, your family, and God. Thanks for listening and letting me share the tools I have learned that can help you in this journey we call life. Hey friends, welcome. Um, Today I want to talk about a very sensitive subject to myself, but I really wanted to be in a mindset that I could clearly talk about it and not cry. So the real reason that you haven't been hearing Kevin on what was our podcast, which is now my podcast, is because we got divorced. And so that was a very sudden, quick event with obviously have lasting effects on myself as well as our family. But I just, I want to talk about that and some things that we did to help get through that. Um, So I read a book called Conscious Uncoupling by Catherine Woodward Thomas. And um, if you've ever heard of this concept, it was probably because you listen or like Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin, because They really made this concept famous, and I was very intrigued by it. And I thought, okay, if we are going to get divorced um, after 26 years, I want to do it different. Because when I heard the word divorce, um, it's like a swear word. It's the D word. It's a word you never want to say when you're married. And I had been working, I felt I had been working so hard on the past few years on our relationship, on our marriage, to not get divorced, that when it came time to actually realize, like, oh, no, we need to get divorced. And it was a mutual decision, um, both by myself and Kevin. And so I'm like, we can't, I I just don't want to be the family that is just destroys our family because I love our family so much and our kids And it wasn't how I expected my life. Um, It wasn't wasn't supposed to be how my book ended. Or, and of course, my my life hasn't ended. But it it's just a chapter, and it's the end of a chapter, um, a twenty six year chapter. Anyways, so I'm going to tell you the definition of what Catherine Thomas says: conscious uncoupling is a divorce that is characterized by a tremendous amount of goodwill, generosity, and respect, where those separating strive to do minimal damage to themselves, to each other, and to their children, as well as intentionally seek to create new agreements and structures designed to set everyone up to win, flourish, and thrive, moving forward in life. So I I loved that, and I really um, have tried to embrace that concept and practice that um, these past few months. So she has five steps to living happily even after. And I think in our society, happily ever after really is a myth. And we get caught up in that, like the fairy tale, because life is not a fairy tale. If you have lived any sort of life, you realize that there's ups and downs and bumps and bruises, and people have free agency and get to choose. So Even after things happen that you weren't expecting or didn't want, you can still learn to have a good relationship with the other person. 
So number one is find emotional freedom. And I think um, in our society, we have forgotten to figure out what our emotions are. We have three emotions like happy, sad, fear. But really, there are hundreds of emotions that we feel every day or in our lifetime. And so really paying attention to what you are feeling on a daily basis. And I think some days I felt anger, love, hatred, rage, grief, disappointment all in one day. And I think especially when you're going through something like a divorce, that is totally possible and giving yourself permission to feel that. Um, Winston Churchill said, if you are going through hell, keep going. And I really liked this because um, it really does feel like hell. But I know that there's always light at the end of the tunnel when you're going through something as difficult as a divorce. And I believe that making something beautiful out of all of this pain is so important. And that's one reason why I even became a life coach is because I want to help people and especially women who have dealt with betrayal, who have experienced betrayal, or even now divorce. I'm now an expert at that as well. And so to help people know that there is a different path. We don't have to do what society has always told us was the way you have to deal with something. We can create our own path and create our own way our family views divorce. It is important to feel all those feelings and emotions that you're feeling. And I think until you don't feel them anymore, but you can, I think, tell when you start getting stuck and then those feelings aren't useful and those emotions aren't useful. So the first step is to find emotional freedom. And I think that's so powerful. And I'm not saying I have done all these steps. I have been reading. I've read the book. And I'm practicing doing all of these things. So I'm definitely not an expert at any or all of these. I'm just practicing all of them. Number two, reclaim your power and your life. And I think this is important because you need to acknowledge what you're feeling and you're not a victim in this. Um, I think when you start labeling yourself as a victim, it's very disempowering. And really, the thing that you want to feel is empowered. You get to choose where your life goes. For me, it means stop worrying about how Kevin is living his life and what he is doing and focus on what I'm doing in my life. And so I think it's easy to get caught up in like, Um, what other people are doing, what other people are saying, what other people are thinking about you. But instead, just really for me, is focusing on what I'm thinking about me and what I'm feeling. Viktor Frankl, he said, when we are no longer able to change a situation, we are challenged to change ourselves. And I've really seen um, myself start changing and start thinking differently and start becoming a different person. And honestly, I think that's a beautiful thing. Um, If anything that can come good out of a divorce is that you can start becoming the person that maybe you had stopped and start doing those things. Number three, break the pattern and heal your heart. Look at my side of the road instead of trying to fix Kevin's side or whoever your partner is. A lot of times we think, okay, We can only see their potholes and weeds growing on their side of the road. But instead, turn to yourself and see, okay, what 
what potholes, what weeds do I have on my side and start working on those? What patterns did I bring into this relationship so I don't continue them on into another relationship? There's a poem by Veronica Schafstall called After a While that I'd like to read. After a while, you learn the subtle difference between holding a hand and chaining a soul, and you learn that love doesn't mean leaning and company doesn't mean security. And you begin to learn that kisses aren't contracts and presents aren't promises. And you begin to accept your defeats with your head up and your eyes open, with the grace of a woman, not the grief of a child. And you learn to build all your roads on today, because tomorrow's ground is too uncertain for plans, and futures have a way of falling down in mid-flight. After a while, you learn that even sunshine burns if you get too much. So you plant your own garden and decorate your own soul instead of waiting for someone to bring you flowers. And you learn that you really can endure, that you really are strong, and you really do have worth. And you learn and you learn, and every goodbye you learn. Your mission right now is to learn to love yourself, even when the one you love is unable to love you in the ways you needed to be loved, standing strong in the truth of your own value and worthiness to be loved no matter what. So I think that's really the key to breaking the pattern and healing your heart is to learning to love yourself. Um, I think so often in marriage and raising children, especially women, we forget to pay attention to what we love doing, what we want to do, who we are, and we kind of lose that in the mix. And so for me, this is like a rebirth, a time for me to pay attention to what do I love? What do I want to do? and really focusing on healing my broken heart. Number four, becoming a love alchemist. This is about transforming yourself. And I'm just going to read what an alchemist is. The ancient arc of alchemy is the quest to turn lead into gold, and the alchemist is the artist who inspires such radical change. For the most part, alchemy and its assumption that base metals are simply less developed forms of gold has long since been discarded in favor of our more modern and sophisticated scientific understanding of the basics of chemistry. Yet, in 1980, Nobel laureate and chemist Dr. Glenn Seaborg stunned the world by taking a minuscule amount of the base metal bismuth and transmuting it into gold surprising even the most open-minded and progressive of scientists. The key to this transformation was not in adding something to the mix, as early alchemists assumed would be required, but by the brilliant act of taking something away, forcing the release of three of bismuth's 82 protons, Seaborg discovered that he could indeed transform lead into gold. It's an apt metaphor for those of us who wish to transform the searing sorrow of a breakup into a positive and life-affirming turning point. Transformation often begins with what we're willing to subtract from our lives rather than what we're trying to add. And I'm going to read that again. Transformation often begins with what we're willing to subtract from our lives rather than what we're trying to add. And I think really... Why four is so amazing is as you transform, you decide what is important in your life and what is not important, and you start weeding those things out. And it may be people, it may be stuff, it may be activities, but um, that is the number four thing to do 
as you're trying to step into living happily even after. The last one, the five, create your happily even after life. So the thing is, my relationship with Kevin will continue. It began the day I met Kevin at Zion's Bank as we dated when we got married and our relationship the 26 years we were married. And after it ended in May, our relationship still continues because, because we have four amazing kids that will have get married. We, we have a daughter getting married in August. Um, we had children graduate in May. We have Christmases, Thanksgiving for years and the rest of our lives that we will need to have a relationship for. So we want to set that expectation. Um, it is possible to have love and care even though we are not married. I choose to think that we completed our marriage in this life instead of being married forever. Even though I was taught my entire life that marriage is for eternity, marriage is forever, um, that was not the case, and nothing has gone wrong. It is just, it is what it is. And I'm so grateful because my marriage created these four amazing children that I definitely did not fail that they are the joys and loves of our lives. So if anyone you know is contemplating getting divorced, I would highly recommend them reading Conscious Uncoupling because it really transformed the way that Kevin and I chose to divorce. It was not a decision that we took lightly. Um, some interesting facts that I know, we decided to hire a mediator instead of an attorney it took us three and a half hours to separate all of our assets and very little money to do so. And I think most people, they could take years and years of fighting and arguing over the silliest thing, a painting, a couch, or the attorney said um, people argue about medicine in the medicine cabinet. <laughs> and so I'm just really proud of us that we were able to come to the table as two adults that were trying to look out for the best interest of each other as well as our children. And we were able to divide all of that in three and a half hours. Um, it took a total of five weeks for our divorce to be final. And that, in my mind, was unheard of. I always heard divorce had to take years and years, but I was wrong about that. And it's interesting because the day our divorce was final, I got an email saying congratulations, which I really don't think was the proper word. I can think of all sorts of other words they could have sent to me. But what I did think, it was like it really was a non-event. Um, I don't know. I, I didn't know exactly how divorce was going to feel, but I really almost didn't feel anything, which I think is so interesting because I had built up divorce to being this horrible, awful, terrible thing. And in a way, it was almost a beautiful, powerful moment in my life. And I think my kids, as we told each one of them, we, we told them each individually, we had to fly to Washington, D.C. to tell our daughter and then we told our other daughter and our boys each separately. And as we did, um, we just focused on them and the love that we felt for them. And in my mind, I had created worst case scenario that, you know, 
it was going to be a horrible thing and they were never going to talk to us again. But all of them really showed forth love and care and kindness and have made jokes. And it's just really been a beautiful thing. And I almost feel more connected to them now than I had the months or so prior to this. So I'm so grateful, and I think um, having your kids get a say-so of how— I mean, we don't have little kids, so they don't have to go back and forth. Um, so, of course, it looks different depending on the age of your kids. But I think having your kids have a buy-in. What do you want our family to look like? How do you feel most comfortable? I think we can really do a lot of work in changing what divorce is because, unfortunately, divorce is not leaving our society, but— just because maybe in our in our religion, my religion, um, I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, it's almost looked down upon, but it, it shouldn't be. You know, it doesn't have to be. It, we could really change the dialogue and change the tone so our kids don't have to have fear and trepidation of, oh, my gosh, my parents got divorced. You know, our lives would be over. That really doesn't have to be the case because if you can act like an adult and be an adult— and really own those different things that I talked about and focus on you instead of focus on your partner and what they've done, the experience could be so much better. Anyway, so thank you for letting me share some of our story with you. And I'm, I'm sad that Kevin's not going to be uh, my co-host because I really loved being a co-host with him. And it's a lot harder to be on a podcast by yourself, but I just want you to know that if you if you know or anyone you know needs help or wants someone to talk to, hiring a coach is really one of the best gifts you can give yourself because a lot of these things are really hard and difficult topics that you don't want to be talking to your mom or your sister or your friend about. And having someone that's experienced some of these things can be really helpful and knowing that especially me, I can hold space for you and I can help you get through all of it. So thanks so much for listening. Thanks for supporting me in this new journey and on my new path. And see you next week. If you want more relationship tips, email me at jennifer at relationship411podcast.com so you can get on my email list. And also you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Relationship 411 Podcast. I promise to give you the 411 about relationships so you don't have to call 911 for yours.